You're listening to the Small Business Talk podcast with Kathy Smith, episode 91. Small Business Talk is a podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want a better way to run their businesses without spending years doing it the hard way. Small Business Talk is hosted by Kathy Smith, who has run the same marketing agency for more than 17 years and helped hundreds of business owners achieve their marketing goals. Welcome to Small Business Talk. Today, my guest is Jackie Wickham, and we're going to talk about customer service and taking customer service to another level for small businesses. Welcome, Jackie. Hi, Kathy. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm delighted to be able to join your podcast. Fantastic. Jackie is a long-term listener, so she's one of my very special fans, and I'm very pleased that we're able to turn the tables on her today and talk about customer service. So, Jackie, can you tell us who you are and why you're here and why customer service is your pet love? Okay. My business is Margaret River to you. I I put together gift boxes, and so what I do is I source the best of Margaret River in the areas of food, wine, and natural skincare, and then I put them together in a beautifully presented hamper. The hamper's delivered to the door. So I offer a service, a personal or um, business, that I can put together hamper boxes to show appreciation, birthdays, Christmas, whatever the reason. I have been doing this now for three years. I started the business, we built a house in Margaret River, and through the couple of years of building the house, um, I had a number of people, friends mainly, asking me to pick them up different items from the region. And after a while, I got to know the suppliers, the producers, and got to love the products myself. And then after a couple of years, I thought, oh, this is something I would really like to do on a full-time level as my own business. So we combined the holiday rental of our house and the hamper business um, together. So our focus is on Margaret River, small business, local business, and bringing people the best in the southwest. Fantastic. And for our overseas listeners, Margaret River is about 300k south of Perth on the very south of Western Australia. So we are absolutely blessed to be able to still move around and we've had very few COVID cases at all on the west of Western Australia so we're really really lucky. So you must have one of the best jobs around um, Jackie being able to source beautiful products and then be able to deliver them and see people's reactions. So when you do are thinking about putting something together What sort of things do you think that our business owners and our SPT listeners should be thinking about in giving a gift or a hamper? Okay, so there's probably two different types of gifting. One is client gifting and the other is on a personal level. I think for the client gifting, I always sort of advise my clients to go on food, not always wine because wine is getting a little bit more tricky, but definitely food and depending on the budget, some skincare items because it's always all round well received. Everybody loves food. I would recommend like chocolate and nuts, gourmet crackers, relish, something to please a sort of cheese board type of arrangement, but also some items that are that you're able to open there and then, you know, to have a sample. I always sort of recommend a bit of a mix. 
But yes, I work on budget. So it does depend on people's budget. I allow people to custom build their box. And I also allow people to brand their own box. So majority of people will know their own customers better than I will. And to get the gift out there and really be able to show their care for people it's nice to sort of customise it to the person's, what they, their loves and likes are. Perfect, because obviously we want to make sure that that gift is appreciated. If we know that they're a non-wine drinker, then obviously not giving them wine and if they have a nut allergy and all of those sort of things. So if you've got, say, an instance where you may have a, a customer that you don't know very well for a certain reason might be just brand new or you might have taken over looking after that customer from somebody else so you think just like chocolates and skincare that sort of thing works well for the ladies but what would you think for a gentleman customer well I think for the gentleman unless requested wine beer or some sort of drink it is sort of common with the males or the requests are common I should say um, but I think food a variety of food you know majority of people feel very spoiled when they receive you know like a selection of gourmet food and or most of the time would be chocolate and crackers always go well with whether it's cheese or whatever it is a relish jellies you know they always go well good sort of pairing with whatever you're eating so it doesn't necessarily have to be cheese but whatever it is you have in mind and I also always for the males I think a lot of males like to they're foodie people so to always try to have like instant sort of food that they can eat on opening the box as well <laughs> So, yes that's always good because if you take it home there may not be anything left and if it's a gift specifically for you sometimes it's nice to, to have a nibble before you you have to go and share yeah a lot of people though do seem to have an idea of what a particular client will like they'll sort of lead me in the direction of what they think would be best suited particularly like real estate because you sort of you're on a journey with as a real estate agent with your buyer or even selling it you know it's not just like you meet and on that day you make a decision you could be with them for weeks you sort of form a real bond a real relationship it's probably pretty important actually to get that right like to add a couple of bits that you know they will love and that has shown that you have gone that extra little bit to show your customer care um, that you are listening that you are communicating yes I, I guess that's exactly that it would be a, a major customer service fupa and probably backfire from what you're trying to do if you did ask for a, in your instance a hamper that was full of things that the customer didn't actually want eat or could have. So, yes, picking up those few little bits and pieces of what the customer is likely to want. And I guess that goes for all customer service, doesn't it? We really do need to listen and be able to openly communicate with our customers to make sure that we are servicing their needs. Yeah, definitely. And I think listening is key. But for me as well, customer service isn't just the person that's placing the order. Because I'm delivering it, it's also the person that's receiving it. 
my orders may be local i may be delivering local but i also will post as well so i use the delivery service for me it's really important to know that that hamper arrived where it should have arrived and it's in one piece and it's exactly as i had packed it always cool when the hamper has been sent um, dispatched by a postal service just to ensure that it's all in good condition as it was when it was sent and actually it's been really rewarding because people are like they're really thrilled that you called that you cared and I'll also let the people know that ordered the hamper as well and and local too actually I would do that but yeah my customer service is both ends so it's from the person that's ordering and the person that's on the receiving end. So you actually have two customers so that's um, a bit different to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah so that's great. And I guess that's something that we need to be aware of too. It's a case of making sure that what you have ordered was delivered and delivered in the the way that you anticipated. We all know of horror stories of people spending a lot of money on flowers, for instance, and then them turning up and being left in the sun all day. So by the time somebody got home, they, they weren't in the condition that they were intended. So without giving too much away, have you got any little funny stories or antidotes that you might be able to tell us about things that went well or maybe went not so well? Oh, well, touch wood now. I've, I've had probably majority go well. Recently, I had one that went a little bit pear-shaped. The person that I was delivering to weren't where the hamper was going to be delivered to. They weren't there. I said to him, oh, okay, well, I, you've given me another address then and I'm happy to deliver it to there because for me it's more important that the customer gets it and the joy of it. I don't want it stuck in a corner by the bin or it's, there's not much enjoy out of receiving a hamper like that. So I delivered it to his apartment, which was gated, Kiko gated. I you know, went for the key, like the gate, and he gave me the number. So I was looked around, and obviously I'm unfamiliar with the complex. So when I found the number, I put it out the front. I did try to move it to the side, but it was all mulch. So I didn't really want it to get all ruined in the mulch. So I left there, but I will take a lot of photos just to show, you know, where I've been, particularly if that person isn't going to be at home. So then I left and I confirmed with the purchaser that my customer that I had delivered and sent a couple of photos. But silly me, I put the wrong name. When my customer returned, she said, did you deliver it to that person? I was like, yes, I did not. And she sort of had a smiley face and said, not Andrew. And I was like, no. And then I was suddenly like, oh. Oh my gosh! I've have I delivered it to Andrew? What's going on? <laughs> so I pulled over, and I <laughs> went through, like I rang him again, and it was this other chat answer. I was like, "It's definitely the right number." So, and then I was like, "Oh my! I'll have to drive back now." You know, what have I done? But then um, my customer was having a good laugh at my expense, actually. So she knew I had already delivered it, but I'd put another name. I had changed the name to Andrew just because that was my customer. But nothing went wrong with the order. It was just the stress of me thinking, oh, my gosh, what have I done? And then that evening I sent this, the chapters on the receiving and another message to say, you know, I hope you enjoyed your hamper and, you know, it was all to your liking. And, and he says, it's not there. And I was like, oh. Oh my gosh, now someone's taken the hammer. I can't cope with this. So I got back to him and and he said, you know, I sent him photos of where I, I had delivered it and he was like, 
Oh, I found it now. You delivered it outside my storeroom. It was all. Oh, oh dear. It was a little bit like, oh my gosh, this order. And you know what? Touch with it. Normally, it's always straightforward and um, never anything goes wrong. But with this one particular order, I don't know what was. Yeah. But, um, but majority of times, the beauty of my business is that I deliver and it's unbelievable how everybody has a story basically and we don't know half the time and I do tend to be that person that through receiving a hamper they might be going for a difficult time or I don't know there's something has occurred or you know there's there's an underlying issue and it just brings it all out you know through that hamper and through someone else's care beyond client gifting I found like a number of times now it's sort of really touched people beyond just you know in the business world and that's the other thing I find like I can't just deliver a hamper and leave when somebody is telling me you know what they've been going through or what's happened or whatever so I do find myself in that position where I like to give people a bit of my time to listen and to just be able to talk through I mean it's I don't know. It's, it, I think it, I feel really blessed to be able to do that, actually. So my business is a little bit, it's not just hampers, I suppose. It's beyond that. It's that human contact, that human kindness just goes beyond just a gift box. So the main takeaway there is definitely that communication and having time to listen because I think that's what happens sometimes too. People get a bit too busy and caught up and they forget that sometimes that you may be the only person that they've spoken to all day or unfortunately sometimes for several days. So customer service can be just literally giving them the time of day. So thinking of our audience and what kind of things they may be able to incorporate into their customer service, do you have a couple of tips that you could give to our SBT audience for customer service? I think everybody's different, so it's definitely not one size fits all. When you talk to people, well, you're listening and you're communicating and it's got to be about what they want, not what you want. It's quite easy to have an idea in your head and then you meet a customer and it's not what they want, but you believe yourself it would be better if they did the other that you had in mind. You can't do that. You have to be able to sit back and listen and you can make offer a bit of advice but at the end of the day it's their decision and I believe every customer that I take on with a business I am their business like I am an extension of their business so whoever it may be whether it be a real estate agent finance whoever it is on that day that I deliver I want to send their message clearly and precisely so you have to remember it's not about you it's about the service you're offering and I think sometimes you can get a little bit emotionally involved in it you know when I deliver my hamper boxes yes I'm Jackie from Margaret River to you but the foremost reason I'm there is for somebody else and I've got to make sure that that is put across clearly and the message is there. So, yeah, I would definitely say you've got to listen. You've got to put whatever your thoughts are to one side and make sure that you're doing your best for the person that has requested your service. Yes, most definitely. And sometimes it is just a a case of making sure that communication is clear. 
Um, my very first client when I started my business, I got her because she just wanted to be able to have a chat and to explain what she wanted. She didn't want the cookie cutter template job that everybody else was offering at the time. And even though I'd heard this lady was very difficult to deal with, and why would I even want to go and see her, let alone pick her up as a client, that that just wasn't the case. It was just that their style, being that cookie cutter, quickly go in and quickly go out, just didn't suit her. And 19 and a half years later, she's still a client today. So it's just a case of matching style to your customer. Mirroring matching was, of course, very popular a little while ago, but in some regards, it's still true because if they're a a very quick want to just get the product and, and walk on, then you need to be the same. But if they want you to have a chat and spend some time, you need to be able to do that too. But gauge it. You can't just feel like you know best and today is not the right day you're not in the mood you've got to put every all your feelings out the window it doesn't matter how you're feeling on the day it's not about you it's about your customer absolutely and sometimes that can actually drag you out of a bad day too if your day has been bad and suddenly you deliver a beautiful hamper to a a, an absolutely fabulous person who's bubbly and happy sometimes that can rub off on yourself I think you just got to give that bit extra. It's not because you have to give that bit extra. I want to give that bit extra. But you have to love what you do and not just be like, I don't know, settle for second best. You've got to offer your best, the best of your business all the time. And I think that's so true because now, of course, being a, a global world that we are, People have so many other options. If you don't give your 110% every time you do a job, then those people can then look somewhere else and find a a different supplier and solution. And I know, Jackie, that you have lots of repeat customers. So giving that 110% makes it an easy decision for them to continue to use you. And I think that's very important with customer service is it needs to be consistent. It can't be absolutely fabulous one day and then woeful the next. And unfortunately, I think the restaurant industry is a bit of a a problem for that because, yeah, if you recommend your favourite restaurant and then your best friend goes and it's not a good experience, then it doesn't look good on you because they're thinking, well, if you thought this level of service was wonderful, then what's your expectations? So consistency is, is key. And you have to care about your customers. Like you can't just grab the money and run. You have to, I don't know, like I do contact my customers. I have an, a lady who's 90 and she's been gifting with me for two years now. And in between gifting, I pop in and see her, just dropped her some food off or done a bit of vacuuming. <laughs> but I always keep in touch. That's not just with my elderly customers, but also my other, you know, all my customers. Like I try to keep in touch in between and be a bit more like friendly about you know where they're at because I do care where they're at you know so I think that's it as well it's not just a case of putting in the invoice getting paid and moving on to the next person you you have to have an element of care about that person that you're dealing with I think it also becomes top of mind doesn't it because if you're dropping in and seeing them and being a friendly phrase and then over the time you possibly do become friends as well then it's more likely that they definitely will keep using you and using your service because there just is nobody else in their eyes yes it's a caring factor but it's also a very good customer service top of mind thing to be doing yeah people like to get to know you to trust you 
you become that person. It's not just the product or the service, but you are that person that they want to know more about and get to know. So I think it's quite important um, to be approachable to allow yourself to be in that situation. Yes, and I think that becomes the, the difference because one thing that the pandemic has taught us is that we're all going back to community. So we got to a point where we didn't want to talk to people and we didn't want to deal with anybody. And then that the world did a little bit of a reset and told us that that possibly wasn't the best way to live. And now we're thinking about going back to community. So that trust and being able to talk to people has become very important again. And I think also people want to buy local. They don't want to buy a product that they don't know where it comes from, who made it. They're not interested anymore in buying what looks beautiful. They want to know more about it. They want to know the story. They want to know who made it, how it was made. It's really changed, I believe, consumer buying. Like people are no longer just picking things up for the sake of it. And I know it because people are saying it to me all the time, you know, And I really feel here because it's actually cost more to invest in local business than it does buy overseas, that people should be acknowledged as well for that. You know, like you have certified organic, that some sort of certification, you know, so people know that you are being loyal to your community. So I think people have changed. Definitely since COVID, they have changed It's gone full circle, hasn't it? Because when I was a child, they had WA um, things and it was all about buying local and buying in your area. And then it went to, it all became a a price thing and just that the cheaper, the better, which seems extraordinary that even with all the miles and everything, it it still can be much cheaper to, to buy things from other areas. But yeah, I'm saying the same. It's definitely flipping around to a definite buy local. And I know in our local area that a lot of the councils are now getting on buy local schemes and trying to help out the local businesses. And no doubt um, that will be happening across the world and other places now that more people are able to move around. So I think definitely investing in your local area because That's where the money comes back to your schools and your children and your local community and all the things that local businesses pay for. So employment and all of that. So I think that's a a very important point. When I put together a hamper, by buying one of my hampers, you could be supporting up to nine different local businesses. Yeah, and that's absolutely wonderful, isn't it? Because then that gives them the opportunity to support their local businesses as well. Fantastic. Okay, so we've talked about listening, we've talked about being consistent, and we've talked about definitely buying local and being adaptable and making sure that you are tailoring it to your specific customer and not just a a cookie cutter. Is there any final things that you think we should be thinking about when we're going to take our customer service to the next level? I think there are occasions when your customer will ask you something that is a bit above and beyond what you would normally do but I think now I've had this a few times during COVID that's the reason I'm saying it where people have asked me to do things where I've gone oh my gosh I don't really have the time and I don't know if I can really even charge that much for it but I want to because I know that it's going to touch someone's heart 
So I think you need to be a bit open-minded and sometimes requests will come and you'll go, I don't offer that, you know. It's just not what I do to just stop and think about it and think, is it within my realm to do it? Is there a possibility that I could do it? Because I think if you can, it's certainly people are just in awe when you can deliver what they thought was completely impossible. There is a real sort of, I don't know, through the things that I have done, I don't know where it will take me, but it made me feel great. And I know the people that were on the receiving end felt totally blessed. So I think not just about making money. It's a real, I think you'll love your business more if you do things to love the people around you. I think the universe will always reward you for those kind of acts of kindness too. It may not be the person you've actually delivered it to or the person that's ordered it, but it will certainly come back in spades. So just giving that extra little bit of care, particularly in those sort of situations when people are in that really big need. Yeah, read the situation. Sometimes it might just take a little bit more to get it to make a difference. If it is just a little bit more, then go for it. It's worth it. Well, if you can give us an example without dubbing people in there, then go for it. One was on Easter Saturday morning. I had a phone call from Wollongong. Yeah, it was a lady, a service lady, and she asked if I could put together a hamper for her partner who's also in these services. He was two weeks in isolation but he couldn't leave his room and um, it was like real last minute but I put together the hamper but she said there were certain things that he just didn't have like you know your everyday item so I said you know it's okay I'll go to the shop so I, I actually ended up making two hampers one was like a gourmet hamper and then the other one was just like with shop bought items you name it like I had porridge a number of things that you just would buy on a regular basis but he couldn't get any of them and I put together both and we managed to get it to him and she was just so overjoyed like she could not believe that I went to that trouble to do that for her but for me I thought I can't believe the trouble that you go to as in the armed forces for us and it's a good to be able to give a bit back yeah it was a really lovely story that's a great example. Yeah, I have like three like that. You know, people were to get married in Bali, they couldn't. And then their wedding on their wedding day, they went down south. So I have phone calls, you know, because they're trying to get a hamper to Dundra. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Thursday. Our deliveries are already gone out for down south. And he's like, well, I've asked everywhere down south and nobody can do it. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, leave it with me. And I said, is there any special item that could really make this hamper for them to, you know, make it special and memorable? So he told me, of the wine. So I sourced the wine. I put the bottle together and I filled it with rose petals and they're really, you know, extra special and actually drove there. And he said, that is so next level, you know. And it was just the, the couple that I delivered to, they were just overwhelmed. They just said, oh, my gosh, you just made our weekend. And it was, it was really, really lovely. That's fantastic. And sometimes it's just those little things that make such a difference. Okay, so if anybody local or anybody looking to have a hamper delivered in Western Australia or with West Australian local produce, how can they get in touch with you, Jackie? Okay, so I do have a website, Margaret River to you. I'm on social media, Facebook and Instagram. 
if they go to my website, all my information is there. And if they want to talk to me personally, my contact number is at the top of the screen as soon as you go on there. Happy to talk, happy to, um, if it's something particular, a little bit different or you want to customise it in a cert- certain way, then please feel free, give me a call. I'm here for you. Wonderful. And we'll put all of those details in the show notes. So now it's time for our final five. And being a regular listener, I know that you know these questions. So let's see how you go when you're on the uh, other end. What is the best advice given to you by a mentor? Do not overthink. And it's better to get it done than to never do it at all. These are probably big words for me because I'm I could hang on to projects, which I still have a few to hang on to. And it's okay. You don't have to be an A+. It's more important to actually get it done. Do not seek total perfection. There's a few there, isn't there? Yes. And I think that's great advice. A lot of people say it can't be perfect until it's actually out in the world and then let people give their feedback and then you can modify it for next time. What is the biggest help you have received since starting your business? Well, I now have a business mentor and she's just been amazing. I didn't go into business thinking I was going to get a business mentor, but I think when you are going on that journey with a business mentor, it has to be somebody that's right for you. So this lady is perfect. She does the walk. She does the talk. You know, everything she does, she's good at her stuff and she's I don't know, I I model myself on her, but also she just gives me amazing advice. It's good to have somebody, a mentor of some sort, you know, that you can ask questions, run things by, just someone there, you know, that you can just talk to that's in the same situation as you, maybe a little bit more experienced or further on the journey. Yeah, it's good to be able to have that person that you can talk to. Wonderful. What is your one non-negotiable, something you have to do every day? I pray. Every day I pray. (laughs) Excellent. What is your favourite business book and why? I think I like this book, Christina Carlson and Want to Start a Business. She built her business, Kiki K, the stationery shop. I don't know if you know which one I'm in. Yes, yes, I do. I like it because it's just like 10 steps. It's not overwhelming um, and I felt like it resonated with what I wanted to do and what I was already thinking. That would be that would be my book. It's easy reading and you can go, yep, I've done that, yep, or, you know, or I need to work on that. But it's, it's very simple. It's almost like, you know, just 10 instructions. But, yeah. No, it's a, step by step. Yeah. A framework, a step-by-step plan is always a great thing. And the lucky last one is what do you wish you had known when you first started out? Oh, an awful lot. (laughs) When I started business, I just thought I needed a product, I needed a service, and bang, away I go. (laughs) I had a lot to learn. I think joining a business group has really, really helped the problem was in the beginning it was great being on my own but then after a while I felt quite isolated because I didn't have anybody to sort of bounce off like there are a number of things really because there's a lot of 
people that you meet through business networking that have the experience and knowledge, the skills. So you think you're all set in one area and then you meet somebody, you talk to them and you're like, oh, I did not know that like social media I was just sort of thinking I'll just post things randomly and that will keep me going and and then as long as people could see me that would be fine but then I meet people like you you're an expert in your field Kathy you know the websites and social media and and so you meet someone and they start talking to me you go oh my gosh I didn't I didn't know that I need to educate myself in the area and in bookkeeping as well I I was completely lost with bookkeeping and fortunately I've now um, met somebody that's helped immensely. I think bookkeeping is enormous. That is if you were starting off in business, think about getting help because they're the things that distract you and take up they're very time consuming and energy draining. So yeah, I think going back now I would have started a program from the very beginning or reached out to somebody in that field. I would say that. Yeah, I love that. The first thing I outsourced was my bookkeeping because it was taking me way too long. I got a bookkeeper and they they did it in no time flat. And I think the other thing that a lot of business owners get trapped in is they don't realise that they have to put money aside when they get to a level where they need to pay tax and they don't put money aside for their, their super or their 401k as the American people call it you have this wonderful business and 20 years down the track you realize that you're no longer able to retire because you've got no retirement money so some of those little fundamentals to build on with your bookkeeping can be huge and I would also say invest in your business you have to invest in it you can't just start a business and go right this is what I'm going to do I'm going to make money you have to put yourself on training workshops on get yourself out there like you need to gain more and more knowledge the business changes all the time like technology you know like technology is forever changing you have to as to the best of your ability keep up with it and in order to do so you have to invest you have to invest money into it and I still three years on I, I never look at oh my gosh, I'm going to have the biggest bank account. I'm like, what can I do next to improve my ability in the business world? Like, what can I invest in? I've never, I don't believe I will ever stop feeling that way that I've got to a point where I don't need to any longer get, you know, any more specialised help or knowledge. So I think that's really important. Invest, invest, invest. That's a great way to end. And yes, 19 years later, I'm still investing in technology changes and particularly in my industry, as you said, the the web design and social media industry. When I actually started my business, there was neither. Sometimes your businesses change as technology changes as well. So maybe one day you'll actually be delivering your hampers by drones or other methods, not um, jumping in your car and taking them. Yes, you just don't know where the, the future will take us. And it has been wonderful chatting about customer service with you, Jackie. Thank you for having me on the show, Kathy. I love listening to your Small Business Talk podcast. And I've got to admit, I learned a lot just from traveling back and forth to Margaret River, listening to them. I've still got a number to go yet. So you'll be keeping me busy for a while yet. Excellent. That's what we like to hear. So thank you very much for not only being a guest today, but being one of our raving fans. We really appreciate when we can turn the tables and pop a fan on and become the spotlight guest. So thank you very much, Jackie. Thank you for having me. Wish you all the best and can't wait to hear 
some more podcasts from you. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to Small Business Talk Podcast and head on over to smallbusinesstalk.com.au forward slash downloads for all the show notes and links to this episode. Remember, to be great, you must start. Pick one tip from today's episode, take action and implement it. Let's meet again next week at the same time and place. Until then, take action. And SBT community, enjoy your journey.